Section 14 of Dallam's Travels with an Organ to the Grand Seigneur, 1599-1600, by Thomas Dallam. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sue Anderson. Our Entertainment at Zante Being come to Zante, we could not be permitted to go ashore, because the governors of the town did understand that we came from constantinople or out of turkey it is their custom to deal so with all strangers that come out of turkey if they have not a letter of health from some venetian or italian so by the judgment of the proveedor and the two signors of health we were committed to the lazaretto which is a prison for all such travellers and there to remain for ten days and if at the end of ten days any man be found sick when the seigneurs of health come to examine and see them then they must remain there for ten days more january by such means as our merchants who are factors there did use we had practique liberty the sixth of january but at our first coming we were in doubt to have lain there longer in this prison but we had a great favor showed us for we were not put into the ordinary prison but into a new house where never anybody had dwelt and it was close to the sea also the watermen which brought us from castle torneze was committed with us because they brought us in their boat and we were constrained to find them victuals for seven days for then the seigneurs of health came unto us to see if any man were sick master paul pinder desired that they would release the watermen and ease us of that charge so they were contented that the watermen should have practique or liberty if they would leap out at a window into the sea and wash themselves overhead with their clothes on the which they were very loath to do but master canisby drew his scimitar and swore a great oath that if they would not leap out quickly he would cut off their legs and made them perforce leap out and so we were rid of them many things which happened in the time of our imprisonment for want of time i do omit february we stayed in the island of zante forty and six days ever expecting some ship to come in there that would carry us to venice or else for england but the first that came was the hector in the which i went out of england and we did think that she by that time had been in england when i saw her i was somewhat sorry for i had a great desire to have gone to venice but yet i was glad again because i knew that in her was a sure passage and amongst men that did know me the twenty sixth of february in the morning we departed from zante the next day we had ill weather 
and the wind contrary so that we returned again and went in at argostoli in morea cephalonia in our company was the edward bonaventure and the swallow in that harbour we found the great susan of london a ship of three hundred ton and there was the royal defence of bristol the last of this month came in there the merchant bonaventure march fifteen ninety nine the first of march came in a little ship called the diamond in this country is very good muscadine and there is also some current this harbour is very good what weather soever blow a ship is without danger there on the west side does stand a pretty town called luxury on the east a castle when we went to sea from hence we were in company eight ships being four or five leagues at sea the wind came contrary and liked to be foul weather so that we returned again to the same harbour in the morning the wind came fair again and we set sail again the sixth day we passed the gulf of venice the which day the wind came all southwest a small gale so that we could not keep our course but as we were turning in the night the wind came fair at south and by east and continued the next day the ninth day we descried mount etna but there it is called montebel the burning mountain in sicily in the afternoon we came under the shore of the same land at the first we did think to come to an anchor because the wind was bad yet turning up and down by the shore we saw the watch-towers make lights at the top of their towers to show unto other watch-towers how many ships they saw that were not their friends for there be of those towers round about the island so that if one tower do show so many lights one after another as they see ships it will go round about the island in a very short time if we had come to an anchor we feared them not but they were afraid of us yet doubting the wind could be worse or else no wind at all we kept at sea the next day we were so near the shore that we saw a great company of soldiers both horse and foot gathered together for all that towards eight we came to an anchor near the shore when the wind came fair every ship set sail before our anchor was up and weighed the other seven ships being under sail they gave chase to a spanish ship which was going to malta with wheat and when she saw so many english ships under sail she thought it better for her to go back again to sicily than to keep her course our ship being the hindmost of all the eight yet we outwent them all and took that prize there was but ten men in her it was but a small bark she was laden with wheat when our sailors had pillaged her our master gave the ship and wheat to captain cook a man of war we had out of her very fine white bread 
and good cheese in the night following there rise a mighty storm the wind at west at which time we were thirty leagues from cape pasero southern cape of sicily where we were last at anchor this storm continued forty-eight hours that we were not able to bear any sail in this storm the prize which we had taken was cast away the thirteenth day being wednesday we were in sight of cape pasero again being driven back again three score leagues and there came to an anchor again where we found a great flemish ship that night the watch-towers made lights as they did before the next morning we weighed anchor again but we were driven further backwards the second night after we recovered that place again this trouble we took to be a punishment for taking of that prize the next day being sunday and the sixteenth day of march it was very calm and extreme hot weather at eight o'clock at night we set sail for the wind came fair at east but a very small gale the next day we were becalmed betwixt malta and sicily the nineteenth we met with an english ship called the john and francis near the coast of sicily laden with turks and jews bound for alexandria the twenty-first being good friday the wind came fair and brought us to the island of pantelleria one easter day the wind was directly against us and drive us back the twenty-fifth being tuesday we met with rebecca of london and the green dragon of bristol the twenty-ninth the wind being fair we passed by cape bon ten leagues from that we passed by a little island called zembra across from carthage a very high mountain also the same day by porto farina the western point of the bay of tunis the first day of april we crossed the gulf of lions our victuals being very bad i was invited to dinner with our merchants in the great cabin and being at dinner we heard the cry of a mermaid like as if one had hailed our ship but our boatswain forbid any man to make answer or to look out the second day the wind came fair the third day the wind being bad we came to an anchor at formentera one of the balearic islands where our boats went ashore for fresh water and stores not inhabited but with banished men there near unto a watch-tower we found a man lying dead without a head for it had been cut off by some turks as we supposed this island is very near a place or town in spain called the island of ivitha our ship did ride but a little from the town and castle which castle is very strong the sixth day being sunday in the morning as we were weighing anchor there came a boat from that town and brought our merchants for a present two goats oranges lemons leeks and onions and green beans 
lettuce and other herbs the seventh day we sailed by las calderonas and by alicante which is a hundred leagues within the strait's mouth there we met with two flemish sail that came from walloon the eighth day we were becalmed before alicante the ninth day we passed by cape palos near cartagena in the night following by cape de gata and in the morning we were becalmed before almeria a fair town in spain as it is said not much inferior to london we were in a manner becalmed all that day and the night following this day we saw great store of the spawn of whales whereof they make spermaceti it did swim upon the water as the whale left it upon the water it showed red but when we took up some of it in a bucket it was white and like grease also this day being a very small gale of wind a great fish called a shark of a marvellous length did follow our ship side by side with his eyes above water waiting for a prey for if a man had come within his length of the water he would hardly have escaped him our master gunner made ready his harpoon iron and when the subtle fish see him ready to pitch it at him he stalled and fell behind the ship and came up on the other side and served him so two or three times but at last he hit him a little behind the head with a full blow but his skin was so hard that the iron turned double and would not enter anything at all only we might see a little white spot where it light neither did the fish make any show of feeling it but turned him about and went away directly from the ship the eleventh day the wind being much against us as we were turning to get something of the wind we came near unto the castle de ferro in spain and very near unto the shore we looking still when the castle would shout at us but they would not then being come less than a league from the shore we had no wind at all and so it continued all the next day by this means our fleet were scattered one a league from another so that if the spanish galleys had come forth they might have taken us one after another that day it was strange to see how the porpoises did run in great fleets or shoals in what manner it is credible to report and the noise that they made the thirteenth we met with a ship of yarmouth the fifteenth we came near to gibraltar where we met with three englishmen or ships and one flemish which made our fleet fourteen sail but the wind was so contrary that we could not come near the gate of the strait's mouth but lay becalmed unto burgo also to marbella and grand malaga the sixteenth we were becalmed the next morning we saw two great whales which were so huge that we thought them to be two galleys or frigates 
it was an extreme hot day the seventeenth at ten o'clock the wind came fair at northeast so that about eleven of the clock at night we entered into the narrow gate which is four leagues in length at the sun rising we passed by cape spartel near tangiers which is ten leagues without the strait's mouth at which time we had in our sight twenty-one sail of ships the same day towards night one ship in our company called the rebecca the which at that time was the most speedy of sail took her leave of us with an intent to bring the first news into england of our safe coming homewards the next morning being the nineteenth we descried mount guidos a high land in spain seven leagues from the south cape behind algeciras the twentieth in the morning being sunday very early one in our main top saw a sail coming towards us directly and when we might well discern the hull of her we did know her to be the rebecca the same ship that took her leave of us two days before to carry news of our safe coming homewards the cause of the return of that ship was for that two galleons of spain did give chase unto her yet nothing so good of sail as she but the master of the rebecca thought them to be carricks coming from the indies laden with great wealth wherein he was much deceived for they were two men of war that did lie in wait for our ship as afterwards they confessed when they were come near unto us we did also think them to be but coming from the indies one of them was a ship of one thousand two hundred ton the other eight hundred our master was very unwilling to fight with them but our sailors was very desirous so we presently went to prayers and then our gunners made ready their ordnance fights out and every man his place appointed and all things in readiness we having the wind of the spanish ships our ship called the hector lay side by side to the great galleon and another english ship called the great susan lay close by the other ever expecting who would give the first shot all the other ships that were before in our company were gone a league and more off from us without danger of any shot there was great odds betwixt our ship that ship was called the great susan here some pages are missing from the manuscript these pages doubtless relate the battle which as the sequel shows was a victory for the english unto him and desired him to give me and my mate harvey leave to go ashore there and we would take post horse and make what speed we could to london so at last he granted me and three more leave to go upon condition that we would take the spanish captain with us and bring him safe unto the merchants the which we promised to do then we went ashore at dover 
and our trumpets sounding all the way before us into the town where we made ourselves as merry as we could being very glad that we were once again upon english ground after dinner there came into the town a french ambassador being accompanied with diverse knights and gentlemen of kent so at two of the clock we took post horse to canterbury and from thence to rochester that night and the next day to london end of section fourteen end of dalham's travels with an organ to the grand seigneur fifteen ninety nine sixteen hundred by thomas dalham